welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Good afternoon, everyone, or morning, or I, I don't know what it is right now. I'm tired, and we turned our clocks ahead, and I was out, out late last night. H- how about you? Um, I'm also tired. Right now, it's morning, but I believe by the time we get this posted, it'll be afternoon. So I think it's, I think it's morning for you and afternoon for me. No, we're in the same time zone. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. <laughs> um, this is episode number 67. Today is March 8th, 2020. And we are, thanks to my good friend, Paul Teague, we are using the Zoom software to record this podcast. And Paul Teague, this is not the last time I will be mentioning you in this podcast. Let me introduce, as always, my co-host, Lindsay Evanoff. How are you doing today, Lindsay? You know, daylight saving time is stupid. It's just stupid. I lived in two different states where they didn't do this, this daylight savings time and it was fantastic. Arizona and Hawaii shout out for being smart because this is just dumb. Well, I like, (laughs) I like this six months of the daylight savings time because I like the later evenings knowing that in the middle of May, I'm going to be, when I leave for work at 545, it's going to be daylight my entire drive there too. And that's a pretty cool feeling to drive to work in the daylight at 5.45 a.m. the whole way, get there and then drive home. The worst is in December when I'm driving to work in darkness and driving home in darkness. That's the worst. Yeah. I mean, I can see your point, but um, when you have kids, it's a little different because your kids start waking up earlier because the sun is shining in their windows and then they want to stay up later because the sun is out later it's just the whole thing is just dumb and not only that but losing that hour of sleep when you have a kid who hates sleep it's just i just don't like it yeah i mean i have a dog so i know what you're going through yeah same thing exactly (laughs) i love saying that to people (laughs) okay so statistically speaking this week i am not i actually down 28 words to 48 751 not a whole lot of writing for me this week i'll get to that um in my recap for the week but uh, still things are happening. I still worked a bunch of days on the, on the book, just uh, deleting words, adding words, the whole deal. In terms of MailerLite, I'm actually up two subs to 270 total. Um, and like I said, that's up two from last week. I actually was up more than that, but I had some unsubscribes after doing an email uh, or, uh, last, when I, did, I think I did it Monday morning, I did an email. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Um, my draft three is still at 79,665 words. Um, and it's not really not going to change for a few weeks. Mom wants me to finish chapters 23 through 30 of the second draft before doing the revisions of her edits. Uh, she was kind of feeling like I was on her heels. So I'm going to back off from that um, and, and finish the second draft before I go back and complete her edits, which would then move my word count because the word count that I put out on this podcast is my draft three because really draft two doesn't matter. It's going to change pretty significantly. Um, I have 113 active subscribers and five unconfirmed. So that's a gain of zero <laughs> confirmed um, and four unconfirmed. And I believe one of them is Kat Bammer. So if you're listening, Kat, check your promotions file and confirm your subscription. I'm going to try to get my, uh, my newsletters out pretty consistently from now on. And I think the last Tuesday of the month is going to be 
the day that I shoot for. Um, so fingers crossed I can keep up with that. Um, last week I taught two classes on Monday, one at four and one at six. Um, and then if you remember, Adrian was here. So I visited with her. We went to lunch with my friend, Anna. Um, and then I took Adrian to the transportation place at three 30 so that they can haul her up to uh, the airport. He and had a den meeting that night. I didn't do any writing that day. Um, we had a, a fun, busy weekend and I was just tired. Um, so I didn't get anything done, but anyway, Tuesday, I didn't have any classes. So I got to sleep until 645, which was amazing before I had to get up and get key into school. Um, I worked on draft two of chapter 17 until I had to pick him up from school and take him to the orthodontist. And that was just before lunch. Um, so we went to the orthodontist, we went to lunch, I took him back to school and we did a walk around the book fair and he picked out a few books. Um, before going back to his class. And then I came home and sat in my giant chair and watched The Office. Um, I had intended to work on Chapter 17 some more, but I got lazy uh, and I didn't. I've, I've officially named that chair Lucifer because it's evil. It's Why? Com well, it's so comfortable and I just sit in it and, and I've been keeping the house a bit cooler um, just to save on the electric bill. I mean, I was, I'm the only one at home all day long. So I put the furnace down to like 66 and then I put the electric blanket on my lap and it's just so comfortable. And then I kind of get irritated when the dogs ring the bells to go outside because then I have to get up. So yeah, Lucifer. Anyway, Wednesday I took, I taught two classes I worked more on chapter 17 before going for a hydrofacial, which was awesome. If you've never had a hydrofacial, I recommend it. I've never had um, a hydrofacial. Oh, see, you should look into it. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I finished chapter 17 and sent it over to mom. So yay, progress. Chapters 18 through 22 uh, were written during my Stephen King epiphany. So they're as good as they're going to get until after mom edits them. Um, thank you, Stephen King. Thursday, I taught four classes. Um, I spent the day working on chapter 23. This chapter is a little tricky because there are nine people in the scene. So there's kind of a lot going on. It's like a, it's like a Thanksgiving dinner scene. Um, so I just need to make sure that everybody has kind of some equal parts in the scene and everything's flowing and conversation is natural and exciting. And, um, so this one's going to take me a little while. Um, let's see here. Friday, I only taught one class and I worked more on chapter 23. Um, late morning, uh, Anna and I went shopping and that was fantastic. Um, and then Saturday, yesterday, uh, Kean had a haircut appointment, but the barber had to cancel last minute. Um, so I ran a few more errands, got Kean some lunch and, and came home. Um, I worked more on chapter 23 until I had to get ready for dinner with the ladies. Uh, we went out and had Japanese hibachi. And then because we're gluttons, we went out for ice cream after that, nice. um, which was really delicious. I got a, um, a cake batter ice cream with peanut butter and Oreos. Those are like three of my favorite things on the planet. And I just have to say when they're all combined, it is heaven. Um, let's see here. So Kean played all day. He left the house at like, I don't know, 10 AM yesterday. And he was at the neighbor's house playing all day. And then when 
we went to dinner, he went from one neighbor to the other to hang out, um, you know, after dark. And, and these two neighbors, they, they live two houses away from each other. And all the kids play in the front yard over there. It's really convenient. Um, but my neighbors tried to feed him. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. So when I picked him up after the ice cream, he was starving. He ate two ham sandwiches and he snacked on some grapes. And then he told me that he had a headache. And I said, well, how much water have you had today? And he said, zero. So I made him drink two huge glasses of water because I'm sure the headache was from a, a bit of dehydration. Um, but we were up until about 11 and then I went to bed, got all snuggled in and remembered I had to turn the clocks forward, which again is so stupid. So then I had to get out of bed and I had to turn all the clocks and then it was after midnight instead of after 11 before I went to bed. And then this morning, Kian woke up at his normal time, which is normally seven. However, since we turned the clocks forward, it was eight. Um, and I'm doing the podcast and doing laundry and I'm going to work on my diamond painting and today is a no writing day. And that's my week. What clocks do you have in your house that you actually have to change? Like every single one of mine changes automatically. Uh, well, you're much more techie than I am. We have um, the, the stove has a clock on it and the microwave has a clock on it. I have a cuckoo clock in my living room that I have to manually change. I have a, um, it's like one of those weather center clocks in my office. So it tells the inside temperature, the outside temperature, but I have to manually change that one. I have, um, one I have a clock in my bathroom that I have to manually change because it has like the hour minute hand. It runs on battery. Um, the clock in this room where I am runs on battery. So I had to change that one. Wow. I have a clock on my nightstand too, which I mean, I, I usually use my phone. However, this clock is really cool because it shines onto the ceiling. And so it's nice that Jeremy can just kind of like look up at the ceiling and see what time it is. It's actually really convenient, but I have to manually change that one. That's really interesting. So, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome because like, you know how in the middle of the night you turn on your phone and it's like this blinding light in your eyeballs. Do you have, is or just me? I do that. Like I, I just reach over and I know where the phone is and I just grab it and I, and stick it to my face and it's always blinding, but I never care. Um, because oh. they, they say you're not supposed to like, um, use your phone. It keeps you awake longer yeah. or something. And it's probably I why know. I don't sleep well. But, um, I have a, I do have one on my nightstand that is like electric, it's solar or electric. I don't know how it works. All I know is I never connected to my internet, but I think it might've changed on its own. So I'm puzzled by that. Oh. I do. I do have one in my shower that you bought me a shower radio for Christmas, like 15 years ago. Yeah. And I still have it hanging in there. So I didn't have to change that one this morning. Oh, you should look one. into the clock that shines on the ceiling. It's a red light. So it's not like, like, I feel like a blue light would reflect back down into my eyes, but the red light, I don't see at all unless I open my eyes. Um, and it's funny because it kind of gets moved around a lot. Um, and when Jeremy's home, he's like every single night, he's like, I need you to move the clock because it's like in a bad spot where he can't see it. Or we have like one of those air vents on the ceiling that has like the little lines all through it. So then the clock is all wonky. And so every night I have to adjust the clock when he's home. But when he's not here, I'm like, whatever, I can see it. I don't care. See, Alrighty then. the I things you have to do when you're married. I guess it's <laughs> married and kids. 
Yeah. It seems exhausting. And the reason I say that is because I'm looking at like, I look at your, your weekly recap every week and it's always like half of a Google document. And then I look at mine and it's literally just seven lines. Um, That's kind of like news for me. I look at your news and I'm like, gosh, he has so much news and like he has all these promos and advertising books and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, um, I sat in my chair. (laughs) You sat in Lucifer. In Lucifer. (laughs) So, In terms of my news, I really didn't do much writing. In fact, I did very little writing this week. It was still all about plotting. I'm still trying to figure out the middle portion of this thing. So Monday and Tuesday, I took my note cards off of my um, bulletin board in the back room, took them to work with me. And then at lunch, I got them out and started rewriting them and trying to put them in a different order and adding things I wanted to add. Uh, Wednesday, I did not write at lunch. We had guests in at work and the IT department had lunch with... uh, a couple of IT people from corporate. So that was fun. Uh, I also didn't bowl because of my hand. Um, Thursday, I didn't write. I did yoga at lunch. And then I did not write, obviously, in the evening. Um, Friday, I stayed home. I had a doctor's appointment for my hand. Um, she gave me a cream to rub on my hand, which is weird. I haven't even picked it up yet. That was two days ago. I have to go do that. What today. is the cream? I don't understand that. It's, um, di- I, I don't know. I'll have to get it here. It's like diflaxin or something. Wait, I'll grab it. But what it. is it supposed to do? That's what I don't get. Like it was the it was the same stuff that I used on my wrist like a year and a half ago when I had a wrist problem. And the wrist problem I had was there's some kind of a tube inside your wrist where I think a tendon goes through. I don't I don't know yeah, medical terms. That's your at all. carp that's your carpal tunnel. All right, we'll go with that. So then apparently according to the doctor, the tendon was sticking to the top of the tube on the inside. And uh-huh. the cream, somehow the cream fixed it. And it literally fixed it in one day. I used the cream one time and had no pain ever again in that area. I still have carpal tunnel on one side of my wrist, but the other side where that pain was is gone. And yeah. so then it's the same cream. It's, um, what is it called? It's di- diclofenac sodium, huh. whatever that is. And, I don't um, know what it does. I have to go. And I, that's what I said to her. I'm like, that's the same, same stuff you guys gave me before, but this is something completely different. She goes, yeah, but it'll still help. And I, I was like, okay. So I have to go pick that up today. Um, and the, the, so I, and I, they're going to probably, they're going to refer me to a specialist and then I might have to go get x-rays and um, to see what the problem is. And actually, because I've been doing everything with my left hand the last couple of days, because my right hand hurts when I try to apply any kind of force, my left hand now in the same spot is starting to hurt. As the <laughs> oh so, no, you need to go get some braces, man. I, hand I, braces. Weak hands, apparently. Although you will be happy to know though, everything else, like I, I'm a picture of health. All of my cholesterol is fine. My, um, what's the blow up thingy they do on your arm? What is that called? Blood pressure. Yeah. Blood pressure. That's fine. <laughs> everything, everything else is fine except for my terrible weak hands. So, um, oh. yesterday, um, yesterday I, Came home. I didn't go to Chick-fil-A yesterday like I normally do. I, I ran a couple of errands. I returned my direct TV and I've had direct TV since 1999. And I returned my direct TV stuff back to them so that I don't have that bill anymore as part of my debt repayment plan. And I don't really need it because I don't watch direct TV. I mean, I've had, it's been canceled. It, it officially canceled March 5th. I called like the end of February to cancel it. And there were like two weeks there where I still had it and never turned it on. So yeah. Um, I just don't. Did you tear up a little bit? Did you Did you have any emotions when you dropped off the equipment? Not really. Um, I think the emotions will come in August when I realize I have to figure out what I'm going to do about the NFL. But Uh, like there there are things like Sling, which I believe has a red zone channel, so I can subscribe to something like that. By then, I saw an article a couple days ago that the NFL wants the Congress to look into the NFL ticket from Directv. 
my guess is you're going to be able to get that stuff somewhere, you know, in, in multiple places by the time football starts in August. Yeah. So I'm just going to wait it out and see what happens. It's no big deal. But they did charge me $40 for my February through March issue. And I'm going to pay it, even though I didn't watch it, because I still technically was subscribed. My guess is, though, now that AT&T has taken it over, and AT&T is an awful company, my guess is they're going to charge me again. They're, not, they're going to claim they didn't get my equipment back. I, this, this, this is definitely not the end of this. I, I, I can feel it. So. Did you get a receipt? I did. Something, yeah. yeah. Just keep that. Yeah. So, um, and let's see. So then, yes, and then afterwards, yesterday, so I came home from all that, and I I started working through the plotting of this book. The, pl- the plot is just about there. I'm happy with all three characters and their stories. I actually decided something different. I decided I'm going to kill the bad guy off about 75% of the way through. And then mm-hmm. the good, one of the good guys who kills the bad guy is going to start to turn bad but doesn't realize she's doing it. And uh, I, I already know how all that's going to work. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to put both my main character and this new character through a hero's journey just to make sure that I have all the pieces in place and I'm just about there. I'm going to finish it today. So I think this is going to be a really good writing week now that I know what I'm going to be writing. Uh, I'm about 19 chapters in. I'm happy with the first 19. I just wasn't sure where to go next to get to that end point that I already know what that's going to be. So, and now I'm pretty happy with that. So uh, that's what I'll, I'll finish that up today after we're done here. So that's, um, that was my week. Um, Even though I didn't get any words in, uh, it's, it was really still a good week because I'm getting this thing organized to almost kind of like, okay, once I get it completely organized, I'm almost in a home stretch of just writing it all down. Yeah. I think because I've already written two books and I've been, I've, I've gone through the whole mom treatment that you're going through now. I think I'm a better writer. So the draft, <laughs> the, mom that I treatment. Write, <laughs> the, the draft that I write is going to be uh, a, a more complete draft than what it would have been a couple of years ago when I originally wrote it. So uh, I'm, pre- I'm still shooting for May 5th, although it's not going to happen for a couple of reasons. Number one, there's no way I can do it in two months, but there's another reason that I'll get to here in a second. So, okay. That is What's your my news? That's, that's my week. My news. Okay. So I'm just going to run through all the basic stuff that I run through. Um, my prolific works update. Uh, there's about three weeks left on that. It's been going for about, uh, what, about nine weeks now. Uh, I'm still at 45 subscribers on their site, but I did go up one claim from last week, meaning somebody downloaded my book and I didn't get their email address and I'm not happy about that. I can't wait to cancel it. Um, I mentioned book two in terms of my plot, but there's something I want to talk about. I, I had had a, a coworker of mine read it, read my first book. She finished it about a month ago and then asked me when the second one was coming. And I'm like, ah, we still got a few months. And she said, well, by then she's not going to really know who is who. And mm-hmm. she's like, it'd be nice if you put something in there, almost like a, you know, a previously on Lost type of thing. Yeah. And what I was thinking was, I'm thinking about doing a web page on my site for each book. So when you fit it, when you're getting ready to start a new book, you can click on the link that's at the front of it. It'll take you to a page on my website that will give you an update on all the, what all the characters were up to through that section. Yeah. So, you know, Peter, here's what he did in book one. If you go to read book three, Peter, here's what happened to him in book one and book two. So I'm thinking of doing something like that and I'm probably going to do it, um, which means I'll have to do that before book two comes out also. But I really like the idea because as I'm going through this book two plot, it's getting really complicated and I'm okay with it being complicated. In fact, I'm kind of happy with it being complicated. I don't think I want a simple start to finish style series. I, don't, I think I want something a little more complicated. It's why I love Lost so much uh, because there's always something going on in the background that you're going to see later on in the, in the series and it might not be for a couple seasons. 
But, and I, I really like that. I like having to pay attention like that. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to do that for each book. All right. So let's jump over to my, as I'm calling it, my book to cover saga. Um, as I mentioned last week in the, the modified second version of the podcast that went up Monday night, um, I was able to get my money back from the first cover artist. And I did send off an email to Stuart Bache and I exchanged a few emails with him, uh, with him and his people. And I am now um, set up to get my next two covers through him. I, I paid for, I, you, you put down payments on both of them. I, so I put down payments on both of them and I have a questionnaire I have to fill out. And the questionnaire is basically, you know, what's the plot? What are your characters? Do you see any covers that you like now that you want to mimic things like that? So I'll do that pretty soon. Unfortunately, the first cover won't, they don't have time to do it until May. They don't have time on their schedule until May. So I won't be able to get that first cover until May, meaning that book one, even if, or this book that I'm working on, even if May 5th was possible, I probably wouldn't be able to put it out until the cover was ready. And I think I want to do a short pre-order. So now I'm thinking, much like you, I'm thinking that if, let's say the, the cover doesn't come till the end of May, let's say like May 31st it comes. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm in the middle of book three, why not wait a month? Maybe wait till July 4th, because July 4th is when I re re released book one last year. Why not wait until July 4th and then immediately get a, because my second one is scheduled to be done, I believe, in July. So why not wait until the third book is ready, the third cover is ready, and then mm -hmm. put book two up for sale and put book three up for pre-order and pick a date in like November or something. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about doing something like that. It's just going to depend on the schedule. Um, it's kind of it's kind of my version of a rapid release, which it's not really rapid, but at least it's more than one book available at a time to be purchased. So, mm -hmm. okay. I so think last, people are more. I think people are more willing to buy the next book right after they read one. So yeah, they, before they forget about you. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. Last Sunday, after we were finished with the podcast. I had talked about wanting to do more promos and I set up a story origin promo that started March 1st um, and it runs through the end of the month. So that means my prolific works and the story origin will end at the same time. This one has 57 books in it with 52 unique authors. Um, and then I set up a book funnel promo that starts on March 12th and it goes until April 12th. It has 44, at the time that I, I didn't look today, at the, as of last week when I signed up, it had 44 books in it with 43 unique authors. And I had talked about that on the podcast. And speaking of Paul Teague, um, he had sent me an email that said, hey, and this is something I had been wondering since I started looking at these promos, what's the, um, what's the best type of promo to look into? And I didn't ask him, he just sent this to me out of the blue. And he said, in his opinion, you want to feature about 30 quality genre specific books, meaning 30 quality, uh, you know, science fiction is a genre, but maybe it's not specific enough. So maybe science fiction, dystopian and time travel, you know, something mm -hmm. like that. That's more specific. Um, the ones I've gotten in, I got the I've gotten in two of them that were 30 days and the one, the prolific works is three months. He says seven to 10 days for him has been the best. And this is something I had never heard of, and I'm still not sure what this means yet. He said that the ones that come with actual promo materials, that will suggest that the host knows what they're doing. I'm not sure what promo materials they should come with. Um, are there going to be like uh, PDFs that they send along that you can then include in emails? I'm not sure about that. That's something I have to look into. I'm really curious about this. 
Um, I may, after April 12th, maybe for May or, or even June, I may look into doing, doing another one of these that is more around what he's saying here. Um, I know that he's talked about them on his podcast in the past. Um, and in fact, he said, if you run an event yourself, you'll do it much better. So if you create the promo, you'll do even better. He says, run it for seven to 10 days, about 30 books and so on. And I'm a little nervous to run one myself. Um, I, I've been in three, four of them now. Um, and I kind of understand how they work, but I don't understand what you have to do if you're going to run one yourself. So I might have to just create one and see what happens. And if I screw it up, I screw it up. Who cares? It's, you know, it's not the end of the world. I'll, <laughs> deal with it and go move on, you know? So, um, so that's kind of where I'm at with the, the promos. And I want to thank Paul Teague for sending me that information. And this is not the last time you're going to hear your name on this podcast, Paul. Um, so I sent a newsletter on Monday morning to, to promote the story origin promo that I had just gotten in. Um, I did another AB test. All the AB tests I'm doing with this are, are all about the subject line and nothing else. And it's weird because in both cases, if I mention free books in the, in the email, um, that one, and I usually do like a split test where I have one email that says free books and the other email will say something that has nothing to do with the promo. I think last week had last time I did it had to do with my dog. This time I just wrote goodbye and good riddance, which had to do with the, the month of February and the free books one always wins the split. So after an hour or two hours, whatever I set up, that one always wins. But then by the time the email is a week or two old, the other one ends up ahead. It's happened both times. So in this case, the goodbye and good riddance one had 27% open rate. The more free books won the split. That won the split only had a 25% open rate, but it had a better open rate quick. Mm -hmm. What that means, I have no idea. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and in terms of click rate, they were both like six, 7%. They were both really, really close. So overall, the numbers were pretty close between the two. But the one that mentioned the free books got people to open it the quickest. But mm -hmm. overall, the, the, the rate ended up about the same in both cases. So um, my next email that I'm going to send out is going to be on March 15th, which is next Sunday, uh, because I want to promote the book funnel one that goes live on this coming Thursday. And that means I'll have three different promos all going at the same time. Prolific work, story origin, book funnel. I have no idea if that's too much. Like, am I oversaturating my email people by continuously telling them that they can get free books? I mean, I'm not oversaturating them by asking them to buy my book over and over. I'm actually saying here, here's free stuff. Yeah. So the hope would be they would continue to open. And I haven't really seen the open and close rate much different in the last few months. So maybe not, but I don't know if I necessarily want to do yet another one as soon as the April 12th one ends. Uh, now I have another one. Here's more free books. I, I don't know that I want to do that. So I may wait until May or June before I do it again. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm trying to get some kind of a strategy together for when I have book two available. I want to do the email list I did before. I want to do newsletters. I want to try to get a newsletter swap. I have all these different things I want to do. So maybe I'll just wait until um, my, book f my book two is released before I do this again. We'll see. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of Paul Teague, who seriously... He's like my big brother right now, giving me all this advice for free. Um, you're still my I don't favorite. know what that's like. You're, yeah. Hey, you're, um, you're still my favorite sibling, but he's catching you quick. So you better kind of get it in gear a little bit with your, your little sisterness. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the knowledge he has. Not even close. I don't even know. I'm going to have to send you like Reese's eggs or something. That would work. That would do yeah. it right there. Yeah. Just one. Okay. All, all I need is one and you're right in my heart. Yes. 
Sorry, Paul. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I'm on, I've been on Alex Newton's K-Lytics mailing list for a while. Each month he sends an email with a different genre that he does this big giant report on. And I usually look at the email and don't do much with it. But, uh, and I, I've, I've heard Paul talk on his podcast about he, the last couple of months he's been buying them and he says there's a whole lot of information in them. And um, this one was on science fiction. So I just, it's a science fiction and fantasy, but I decided to buy it. And I'll just tell you right now, it is a, it is a 71 page report on science fiction, the genre. And I'm just, I'm, for example, the, the first page is just an introduction. It gives all the categories. Uh, then it gives, I'm looking right now. Here, I'll just give you this. Science fiction is the number three genre in the Kindle store. Uh, average sales rank is, average sales rank of top 100 titles is 393. Um, romance, 148. So romance is obviously better. So it has things like that. It has different things about the rankings, the different um, subgenres, all these different amazing numbers. Now, I, um, I wasn't going to buy this, but in Paul's uh, podcast that he listened, that I, uh, he did, I listened to it yesterday. He talked about how he uses it to find keywords to put into his book. And that's interesting. You know, people talk about keywords when it talks, talks about um, advertising, what keywords to use, but nobody ever talks about the actual keywords to put in their book. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So I'm going to look through this and see if I can apply it in some way. Um, I know one example, I was using the Kindle Printer software and it told me that the um, time travel old West um, genre, sub, you know, sub genre of time travel is really popular and there's not a lot of books in it. So I made a note to that. The reason I'm writing that three trilogy novella is because I want to get old West. I want to get a keyword for old West and I want to get books in that category because apparently it is a category that doesn't have a lot of books in it, but it is really popular. It sells well. That was my favorite part of your book when he went back to the old West. Yeah. So you would probably like my novella, which is all about the yeah. old West. Um, yeah. And it's going to be, a, it was originally going to be one book. It was originally going to be a novella that I just used to give away. But after I read that, I decided, well, I'm going to make it a trilogy and I'm going to make books two and three take place in the old West entirely. So, yeah. and they're only gonna be like a hundred pages each, but it's going to be kind of nice to say, okay, I have three books. They're in the old West category on time travel. I can make them a um, box set if I want to and put them in Kindle Unlimited. And now instead of a three, 100 page books, I've got a 300 page box set in KU. So, um, yeah. so I'm going to look through this Kalytic um, report and see what I can find. Um, and you know, if you're an author, you should be listening to politics podcast because, um, yeah, he's the last week or so. He's been really, really helpful to me, and I appreciate it. Um, oh, and one last thing. Speaking of siblings, um, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what day you did this. I think it was probably what, like Tuesday? Maybe it was Monday. I don't, I don't remember. I thought it was like you, Wednesday or Thursday, but I don't know. You promoted my Facebook author page out of nowhere. Yeah. So I just noticed. Okay, so I just noticed when I go to your author page, there's a button on the right hand side, and it says "Invite Friends." So I just clicked the button just to see what would happen. And all of my friends on my, on my personal Facebook page came up. So I just selected all and clicked invite. So I invited 411 people to like your author page. So You're all welcome. of a sudden I'm getting notifications every day that this person and this person and this person and this person. And it's like, now I'm going to sound really ungrateful here. Just so you know, I know you are. I went from 16 likes to 78 likes this week. Uh -huh. Now, that means I actually have to do something in there. Yeah. 
I don't know what. So, but like you said last week, you want to make things like this personable. So post the pictures of your dog. You have videos of your dog, you know, playing in mom and dad's backyard. And those are all fun things that people like to see. Mm -hmm. I posted office trivia on there and I was really disappointed that you, um, uh, pooped out on that one but well i just didn't know the answer because it was from like what you say season seven yeah and once you get past a great five, season yeah i know i'm sure it is once you get past season five for me i, I don't watch them very often i don't um, like that i think you need to watch them through and learn to like them i had a, i had struggled when michael left but after watching it more there are some really good storylines especially between pam and jim i like the storyline between aaron gabe and um andy that's a really good one um, Ryan and Kelly are always fun to watch. So I think that you need to get past it. You just need to watch it and learn to like it. Do, do you know in the office musical, um, about a quarter of the way through it, when Andy finally came out, his opening line was something like, um, and he was singing, he's something like, I'm Andy Bernard. They call me the nard dog. I'm here to ruin this show. <gasps> oh no. I love Andy. <laughs> One of my favorite funny. episodes with him is when, um, uh, what's his name from Pretty Woman? I can never remember his name. The blonde guy. He tells Andy he needs to double the sales. And so Andy pulls up this table of like generic stuff. And he's like, if you get so many points, you get this prize. And so many points, you get this prize. And of course, Jim eggs him on. And it ends up that if they get 5,000 points, they get to tattoo his behind. Yeah, I actually just one watched of my, that one. Oh, it's one of my favorite episodes with Andy. He's hilarious. It's so, so now I have 78 people on my Facebook author page and I'm trying to think of what can I do that is somewhat book related, but also not book related. And I actually don't have any ideas right now, but I'll come up with something. Maybe yeah, not today. I was, was going to say today, but I know how I am. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a dreamer. I'm an optimist. I always think that it's going to be easy and it never is. So, um, so that pretty much is my news for the week. A lot of just random things. Um, I'm going to skip past your news real quick and just go to my running list of future things because it kind of goes along with my news. Um, I still have, so this is that new segment that I wanted to add to the podcast where we talk about the, this running list of things. I was saying it every week, Patreon, record the first two chapters. And now it's get my book up on my website and sell autographed paper books. And I still want to do it paperbacks, not paper books. And I still want to do a <laughs> newsletter swap. Um, but those are things that I just have at some point in the future. I want to do those things. I don't know when I don't want to say them every week and talk about them as if I'm going to do them this week, but I do want to just keep them out there so that number one, I, well, you know, you remember them, but I don't know who, who cares out there too much, but number one, I want, or number two, I want to remember them or I'll forget to do them all together. So yeah. anyway, that's, that's my news for the week. How about you? Um, so do you remember last week we talked about readers from other countries and how they would get our books and like mailing autographed copies to people in other countries do you, do you remember that yes we were trying to figure okay. out you know how much it was going to cost and and if it would be worth yeah. doing that yeah yeah so tuesday it was after we got the full podcast up um i got an email from kat bammer which um I i've talked about her before um she has some great information. I love it. Um, but she said she started reading in English at 17 and she's in Austria, I believe. Oh, I think it's Austria. Um, but she, she believes that most people who order from amazon.de order books in German, not English. Um, and she also suggested instead of sending a signed book to other countries, direct them to where they can buy the book in their location 
and then mail them like a handwritten card or something. And I also think a signed book plate would be a good idea to mail to them because you can stick those inside the book. And I just thought that was brilliant. You know, I, I, I don't know why I didn't think of that. It just seems obvious. But then after she said it, it was like, you know, that light bulb moment, like, oh, yeah. Um, and she also said in her email, I think Jerry is right. Yay. Um, and it was about the making the newsletter personable and just putting a little blurb about the book in the newsletter. So somebody thinks you're right. So yay. That's one. Okay, that's one. Okay, that's good. And she's she's not in our country, but whatever. It's okay. No problem. <laughs> um, that's the only news I have. Thank you, Kat Bammer, for your information. I really appreciate it. I, every time I appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. Oh, so you have the things that, that, um, you're running lists of future things to do. And I didn't put this in the proper place on the outline. Cause I guess I just didn't realize you put a little, um, bullet in there for it, but I still will need to develop some Google forms to recruit beta readers, arc team and street team. Um, I still need to research giveaway prizes, which I did that a little bit this week and I found a couple, um, that, that I really like. So I need to look into buying those. Um, Whoa, you are just highlighting things all over the place. <laughs> um, this week, uh, Monday, tomorrow, I have one class in the morning. Um, I'm going to take my friend to the doctor. She has a little procedure that she has to do and she can't drive afterwards. So I'm going to do that. Um, and then when we get back or no, while we're there, while she's getting her procedure done, I'm going to work on chapter 23. Um, I have an afternoon doctor's appointment. And then um, I need to pick up my friend's daughter from school because, like I said, she can't drive. And later that evening, Kian has a, a Boy Scouts Den meeting. Um, so really the only time I'm going to get to write is that hour or two during her procedure. Um, Tuesday, I don't have any classes, which is good. I get to sleep until 6.45 again. I want to finish Chapter 23. I, I feel like I've been working on Chapter 23 forever. Um, and then that evening, Kian has his first soccer practice. So I'm pretty excited about that. I still need to get him some cleats and some shin guards. But I think that first practice just in tennis shoes and socks will be fine. Um, and then I can figure out what to do after practice, after I talk to the coach. Um, Wednesday, I teach two classes in the morning. I'm going to work on chapter 24 because darn it, I will finish chapter 23. Um, I'm going to take Kian for his allergy shots after school. Thursday, I teach two classes, and then I'm going to Atlanta with my friend Anna um, to get a new iPhone. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. I, I did spend, I didn't put it in the outline, but I did spend some time uh, this past week taking photos off of my phone, putting them into my Dropbox and my photo program on my computer. Um, I haven't done that in like two years, and I used to be very diligent about doing it every month. Did you pay for a Dropbox yet? I did. I bought the, the per year subscription and I put all of my book stuff in there. So I have all of my book stuff in Dropbox. I have it on um, a, a SIM card, like the little micro SIM card thing. And then I have it on my computer as well. And then as I update things to give to mom, it goes on um, Google Docs. But that's not like, I wouldn't use that 100% for a backup because it's not always updated. Um, Let's see here, uh, uh, where was I? Oh, Atlanta, new iPhone. So then Friday I teach three classes and I'm gonna work on chapter 24, hopefully finish it. Saturday, I don't have any plans so far. That's what I said last week and then my Saturday ended up filling up. Um, Sunday, podcast laundry and book cover diamond painting. And that's all I have for the week. 
My week is always the same at the beginning of the week. I always think it's going to be <clears throat> Monday, two hour lunch, Tuesday, 90 minute lunch, Wednesday, either Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll, I'll have a game day. We haven't done it in a few weeks, so we'll probably do it at least once. And then I'm not sure if I'm going to bowl on Wednesday night because of my hand. It's like, I know it's not good. Like I know it hurts, but if this cream that they gave me at least makes it so it doesn't hurt, I'm thinking maybe I'll try to bowl, but then if that's really just masking the problem and it makes it worse, it's probably not a good idea. But yeah, I don't think you should bowl. I think you need to um, push to get that x-ray done. But I'm paying for bowling. Oh no, the x-ray is going to happen. It's they're going to, they're going to schedule with the, um, the hand uh, specialist and then they're going to let me know what day um, oh, okay. I'm going to Vegas in, uh, I don't know, to nine days. So it can't be. You don't know week. as if you don't have a countdown. Yeah. Nine <laughs> days. My flight leaves about five 30 on Tuesday, the 17th. So on St. Patrick's day, actually. So, um, so I can't go during that week. So I'll either go sometime next week, but I, I assume that they, if they could schedule me in already, they already would have. I don't know if there's an appointment available next week. I have no idea. Um, and I'll get x-rays on it. And then, so I'm not sure if I'm going to bowl or not. Probably not, but I, I might. I, don't, I still have to pay for bowling. So um, the way our, our league works. So um, I might just because I'm paying for it. I don't want to, what if I miss the rest of the year? I still have to pay for it every week and that would suck. Um, Thursday, I do yoga at lunch. So no writing. Friday, 90 minute lunch. Saturday, I go to Chick-fil-A. Sunday, I'll do the podcast. And hopefully when I do the podcast Sunday, I have a nice um, amount of words to announce because I got my plot done today and I can just dive right into the writing. So that is my week. Um, we have the addicted to section and really not much of a change for me. Uh, fantasy baseball is getting, when I go to Vegas on that, on that, uh, March 17th on March 21st, it's a Saturday night. I'm in a high stakes fantasy baseball league. So I've been doing a lot of research. I've actually did another fantasy baseball draft. So my life is, is pretty much the office fantasy baseball writing work sleep. That's pretty much what I'm doing right now. So, um, that that's for me. What about you? Uh, sitting in my humongous chair under the heating blanket. I, I actually, so um, there's two windows in that room and every night I close the the blinds and then every morning I open them. And so in the morning, Kian is usually, you know, eating his breakfast and, and getting ready for school. And I walk around the house and I open all the blinds. And when I go in my office to open the blinds, I sort of gaze lovingly at my chair and think when I come back from the bus stop, I'm totally going to sit in this chair and I just get so excited. So I'm just going to, let me see if I can just make this, understand this. You gaze lovingly at Lucifer. Yes. And then you go over to Lucifer, you sit down and you get under a heating blanket. Yes. So while you're with Lucifer, you feel like you need to heat yourself up even more. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yes. Because I, I've been keeping the house cold and you know, Lucifer likes heat. It's okay. just, it's like ingrained or something. I don't know. But then I have my little lap desk and I set my computer, my lap desk and it's very comfortable. Um, and and, and I, I think I love Lucifer. Well, I don't think you should <laughs> say that. I think you're probably not supposed to say that on a podcast. I love Lucifer the chair. <laughs> the person that edits this podcast could totally edit that out and use that in nefarious ways. But I'm going to send that person Reese's eggs and uh, therefore he would not do that. Yes. See? Yes, that is true. I love okay, having that so leverage, by the way. It's, it's, especially this time of the year, it works so well. Um, I just ate one the other day. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go buy They're some. They're amazing. After. When I pick up my prescription, I'm going to buy some more. So, 
Yeah. If you, you so I did I did a Snapchat um, cooking video last week where yeah. I made yeah. I made chili and then I used the chili later on in the evening to make to put it over like noodles and and chicken and everything. So what I did was I bought twelve two packs six packs each of Reese eggs and I put them on the counter. And they were always in view of my camera while I was recording my cooking. And what yeah. I did for fun was I would, um, every time I would start, stop the camera and then right before I would start the next video, I would take one of the Reese cups or two of the Reese eggs out and move them off to the side. And it made it, if you watch the whole video in order from the, from like five o'clock when I started cooking to eight thirty when I finished, it looked like little by little I was eating all twelve Reese eggs throughout the day. Well, it's funny you say that because when I was watching the Snapchat videos, I was noticing the eggs disappearing, and I, my first thought was, "Wow, he's going to be too full of Reese's eggs to actually eat the chili." Yeah, I only ate two of them. I, I just all the other ones were off to the side. Oh, you have good self control. I feel like I would have eaten both packages and said, "Screw the chili, I'll have it for lunch tomorrow." <laughs> I took them. To, I took them to work. I took two to three to work every day the rest of the week in England. Oh, so. I see. Yeah, so that was my morning <laughs> breakfast. So yeah. So anyway. All right. So do you have anything? That's the end of our podcast. Do you have anything else? No, I don't have anything. Okay, I don't have anything either. So if you have any questions or comments, you can find me at jerryevanoff.com. Uh, my email address, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. And if you want to give me great advice about anything that I talk about, if you're listening to this podcast and you hear Lindsay or, or I say something and you're, you're like, wow, what a bunch of morons, feel free to email me at jerry, at jerry much like Paul T did. I don't, he probably didn't say we were morons, but he just felt the need that he needed to email me something. And I truly that appreciate was nice, that. Though. Yeah. yeah. Cab Ammer, same thing. Like she heard something and said, Hey, I have some input and I love it. I love, love, love it. So email then, for sure. And then we will happily report that information back to the people who listen. So, you know, you could, you could help, you're helping more than just Lindsay. Now you're helping, you know, at least the 12 or 13 people that listen. So, Oh, we have more listeners than that. Stop. Being very <laughs> humble. Um, f- find me on Twitter at Jerry, Ev- uh, Jerry E25 or search me out. Uh, Jerry Evanoff or on Facebook, you can find my big, big fancy new Facebook author page that I'm going to have to add some content to at some point this week by going to facebook.com slash Jerry Evanoff author. Uh, (laughs) My Instagram and Snapchat links are found. Oh, 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 somebody gave me advice. Who was it? Uh, Friend Dawn gave me advice at work this week that what I could do, and I'll do this on the, for this podcast is I could actually take a picture of that Snapchat icon and then put the picture in the um, podcast show notes and then if you okay. want to follow me on snapchat you could just take a picture of it instead of having to search me out so i'm going to oh. do that so if you want to follow me on snapchat um look for that little icon thingy um i don't really know much about what i'm saying right now dawn explained it to me and um <laughs> and then hopefully um you'll be able to follow me on snapchat so that's all the places you can find me and you can find me at lindsayevanoff.com which i forgot to mention this i need to put my pre-order date on my website still so add that to the things I need to do. Um, you can email me at lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com, facebook.com slash author, Instagram at author, and Twitter evanoffLindsay. Uh, if you like our podcast, give us a review on the podcast page. And until next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com.